this week on Moonshine and Music. Uh, you know, when you when you first started playing, was it just guitars, or do you play other instruments? What what was the uh, what was the progression there? How did you? Um, actually, in? the first band I was in, it was bass, but that's not what I wanted to do. I just kind of got thrown in there, as most bassists <laughs> do. Uh, and um, I, I even remember doing gigs, not even really knowing the songs. We would turn the volume all the way down, and I would just pretend to play. But uh, <laughs> if you start to struggle, you need yourself some help. I said, don't you look no further. And deep within yourself Cause you have got the keys To every single door But the only key you need Is sitting deep Deep in your core Hello everybody, welcome to episode 17 of Moonshine and Music The perfect music show We've got a big show for you today uh, we got Dakota Mucky. He came in. He gave us a great interview. You're gonna really enjoy the way that his voice sounds. I mean, it's kind of surprising that he can get all of that, I don't know, soul and uh, and art out of uh, out of a voice. Um, and and you just like you listen to him talk, and then you hear him sing, and you're just kind of wow. So that's what's coming up for you. Uh, it's also a really good interview today. And uh, I had just recently met Dakota, and you know, so it's a it's a really cool thing to learn a lot about a new and upcoming artist. And he's got a great new record out. Make sure you go find that on Spotify and iTunes. Now, we also want to thank Brent Smith, who was our host for the uh, next few episodes. He really did a great job hosting as we shot at his place all day long these next eight episodes. And uh, we really, really appreciate him doing that. And we want to thank Eat New Media, eatnewmedia.com. Go visit there if you need some video work done and get yourself a quote. Really, really, really have a great show on tap today. Moonshine and music starts now. Welcome to Moonshine and Music. Dakota Monkey's here today, and um, we're gonna have a good old time and uh, play some music. So, oh, yeah. uh, welcome to the show. How's it feel to be here? Thanks for having me, man. It feels feels good. It's a beautiful morning. Uh, you are the beneficiary of uh, shooting in hot weather. Our last show episodes were all shot in April, and it was shall um, we say frigid. Yeah. And uh, now it's the opposite. So that's cool. Yeah. Right. Um, so tell us a little bit about how you grew up and, and where you came from. Uh, let's see. I was born at St. Francis Hospital in Beach Grove, which no longer exists. And um, they tore it down after you got done. Was that the yeah? No, yeah, like, the, 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 here, no we don't want this over. to happen anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. They're like never again. <laughs> Look at this child. Now, but um, yeah. I, guess I don't know really where to start there. I started, got my first band when I was like. 13 did lessons and played out a lot and I was doing a lot of bars and things by the time I was 16 17 um, and see, when I was tw like a little bit like 20 and a half somewhere like almost 21 I got signed to a record label um, and now I'm 22 so since the uh, 
record label happened, Vince and Captain Bearder Records, it's definitely helped tons with everything. And um, so, as you uh, you know, you said you started when you were 13 or so. What did your parents do? Did they were they were they musicians also or no? No musicians in my family. My uncle kind of like a hobbyist, but yeah, no no musicians at all. I just kind of. I don't know how it happened. It just sort of happened. I know, like, when I was a kid, I'd always play with, like, toy guitars, and, like, I was always attracted toward it, but... I see. So you, you grew up on the south side of Indy completely? Yep. Uh, what schools did you go to? I went to Franklin Township High School. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I, I've been there uh, once, I think. Yeah. <laughs> like a track meet or something. Yeah. I, I don't know. Not um, a lot to see. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I guess. I, you know, the, the uh, we've had. It's interesting because as I've had people on the show, you know, kind of ask them, you know, yeah. what kind of thing. And there's just a plethora. You know, we're mostly interviewing in, uh, people from Indianapolis, and yeah, uh, you know, now they're in Indianapolis for whatever reason, and uh, but they're from all over the place. So that's kind of yeah. It's interesting to have someone that's you know really in Indy. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, when you when you first started playing, was it just guitars, or do you play other instruments? What what was the uh, what was the progression there? How did you? Um, actually, the first band I was in, it was bass, but that's not what I wanted to do. I just kind of got thrown in there, as most bassists <laughs> do. Uh, and um, I I even remember doing gigs, not even really knowing the songs. We would turn the volume all the way down, and I would just pretend to play. But. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, eventually uh, it was definitely mostly guitar, and uh, very quickly I progressed to uh, singing, not because I was good, but because I was the only person that was willing to do it in front of other people. And so just from doing it, I got better. But yeah, I started with a guitar, and quickly after that, singing. And then later on down the road, I, st I learned like piano and stuff like that, incorporated into our songs. So was your first uh, experience with guitar, where you did you teach yourself? Did you have lessons? What was the... Yeah, I had lessons. Phil yeah. Perley, actually. I don't know if you know who he is. He's no, a uh, Southsider, too. Phenomenal. He's in a band called the Womblies. But, um, yeah, I took lessons for two and a half years or something like that. What was, yeah. the, what was the first guitar you had? What was that like? I think I had, like, an Indiana acoustic. Like one of those $99 I've, ones? Yeah, yeah. I've been through a lot. I had, like, a Tradition Electric, which is, like, a, a bad knockoff brand. Um... Like four years ago, I got my Strat, uh, which has been my baby ever since. And then when I started doing the solo gigs, I got a Seagull, and then eventually I got a Martin. And now I'm kind of, uh, and I work at Guitar Center like a few days a month, and so I've become kind of a little bit of a gear nut. Well, you know, that's that, that's an affliction that hits all of us. It's dangerous. <laughs> it's very dangerous, especially when they give you a credit card. I, I always need money for the gear and beer fund. Yeah. So you know, if you feel like donating to the Joe Shelton Gear and Beer Fund, yeah, you know, feel feel free. Yeah, it'll, it'll, there'll be new gear, and there'll definitely be more more beer. More beer. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know which one gets the most spent on it. Probably the gear. Yeah. Because uh, the beers are generally way cheaper than the. Yeah. Um, so what what was the first band's name? I, I'm I'm a big band name guy. <laughs> like, what's the you know oh, what's wow. the funky band names, and how did you come up with them and stuff like that? The first band I was in was actually established before I was in it, so I had no. I didn't play a part in the creative role, really. I just kind of hopped in there already doing gigs and stuff, but they were, were called Razorback Llama. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> I love it. That's a good one. Yeah. After that, um, the first band that like it was a lot of my songs and stuff was. Um, I'm trying to think which one came first. Quadraphonic. Yeah, Quadraphonic. And then there was the Big Chill, which we found out was a movie. And anytime you looked up the Big Chill on Google, that's like all that would come up. And then uh, I thought maybe it was named after the movie when you said it, that you're no. like, which we found out later yeah. was like this yeah. huge movie. Yeah, and like there's soundtracks. We go to like record stores and there'd be like the Big Chill record. And we'd be like, this is not us. But, uh, eventually, uh, having trouble getting I, to the top of the search engine there. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so eventually I started me and these two brothers that I met at a gig they were in a band called Huxford Brothers it was just bass and drums and he would do all kinds of crazy effects with like wah and stuff like that and they were super awesome and I was in the band Quadraphonic we played a few shows together and I was like you guys play bass and drums you need a guitar player and a singer and you're awesome and they were like you play guitar and sing we need a guitar so I joined up with them and the rest is history been together for like five years now and um it's uh really it's been awesome play together and the and the blend of that band is called for those out there it's called the trip ah right yeah (laughs) which is also hard to find on google but (laughs) somebody types in trip they get like you know tijuana or yeah or yeah yeah or like a picture of mushrooms Back in the day, called the, the trip. Yep, there's a soundtrack and a record for that as well. I mean, you guys, you got these names after band, after movies, dude. Yeah, it's bad. Your next band's gonna be called Forrest Gump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, look at that. <laughs> IMDb. Sorry. Google. The comedian just chimed in from the corner, and he he had the best one, obviously. <laughs> um, so, well, that's cool. I mean. Uh, you know uh, the the progression of, of band names is always a, a fun uh, topic to get into. Yeah. So um, when did you start writing songs? Was that early on, or did it come later? Yeah, definitely early on. I mean, maybe thirteen, fourteen when I first started. Yeah, I used to like when I was in school, I would just like write. Um, I would write them in like poetry form. And, like while the teacher was teaching, I would just like write poetry that wouldn't have like a song in my head then I would like go home and play around with a chord progression and like sometimes when you write um, uh, like poetry the diameter doesn't really flow with music so I would kind of mess with the timing or how many syllables were in a line and make it fit to a song which is not how I do it at all now (laughs) now it's like the exact opposite I'll find like a cool riff or something I'm working with um, and then I'll write lyrics to it so it's kind of working backwards to what I used to but yeah so um, when you're uh, with your songwriting inspirations do, do they do a lot of them come from like your childhood your you know uh, your aspirations or just like do you find a topic off the street what's the how do you how do you get there yeah it's definitely progressed when I was younger it was it was very poetic and abstract and I was talking about things meaning another thing and was like wanted to have all these like really had to read between the lines sort of lyrics now I'm a lot more forward it's changed with like the music I listen to like my last album was called this is the music that heals your soul that was the first one on the record label and every single song on it um, had like a conscious positive message about um, it's like mindfulness and um, you know um, coming together or very very like loving message where he's like past 
Like, there's no, like, breakup songs or even love songs or, like, anything. Not there's anything wrong with those. This whole album was just more geared toward uh, pushing a positive message and, um, and, and not so much, like, an outward positive message, but more, like, people dealing with their own uh, insecurities or anxiety or, like, how to overcome that or how to try to um, be the best you was the theme of its entire record. So uh, I, I'm in, I'm very curious now. The, the theme, where did where does that come from? What was your origin behind deciding to to go down that path with it, or was it? Did you yeah. start writing a couple songs and go, you know, this is a message that really like speaks to me, and I want to try to get it out there to the world, or was it? Yeah, you know, something else. Was there some other impetus? Well, there's um there's a piece that starts the entire record. It's about a minute and a half long, and it's not an actual song. We kind of laid down a bed of music, and then I just speak over it. It's called The Realization, and it, and it basically talks about how I was at this music festival, and, um, and, and it was a conscious music festival. Every, they wouldn't book bands there if they didn't have that message. So it's all it was, and everybody there kind of resonated with that message, and, and everyone was on that path. So when I was there, um, I wrote a few songs that way because I was inspired. Um, and they just, nothing had flown so easily in my life. And then I, I came back and I just, I couldn't stop. And I sort of, um, I realized that I felt like I wasn't writing the song anymore. I felt like I was making myself like a vessel for something bigger than me. Not necessarily religious, but it was like, it was like a message needs to be heard. And like, I'm just opening myself up to it. So it's like, um, you know, one of my favorite artists, Mike Love, said in an interview, um, that it's almost like as an artist when you're writing songs like that you can't even take credit for writing the song because like you can feel it's not you writing the song like you work hard at your instrument and your and your voice and everything like that but the actual message of the song is something bigger than me like I just opened myself up to it you know what I mean I've never felt that way before and ever since I've felt that way and started writing songs like that they just flow so much better and it, it just feels like it feels like a calling. Like that's what I'm supposed to write about. Do you? Um, I mean, I, I know this happens to me, not ne- necessarily when I'm writing a song, but just in general. Like I'll be completely oblivious to a concept or like even a phrase or something that's out there, mm. and then I'll hear it, and then suddenly like I hear it everywhere. It's yeah. like you know. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's like oh, I hear, I hear that and that. You uh-huh. know, it's like a, an interesting way that you uh, you know almost. Uh, um, are tied into the spirituality of the world or something, yeah. you know? It's Absolutely. Like, you're this one the, thing, and then, like, boom. Yeah. Like, you know? Do you know the movie uh, Into the Wild? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Chris McCandless. Um, but there's a scene in it where, um, you know, he hasn't talked to his parents, and he left them, and he, he's kind of, like, mean to them a little bit because they were a materialistic world and everything, and they cared about where he was at and couldn't find him. Well, he, along his journey, he meets this older gentleman, and he stays for a few weeks with him and really impacts this guy's life. And... Uh, right before he leaves, his parents come up, and and like his, this old man's last words to Chris McCandless was, you know, you should talk to your parents because to forgive is to love. And I was like, whoa, 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 rewind, play. <laughs> to forgive is to love. I was like, pause. And I, I just wrote that down. I remember, and then it was probably a week before I wrote the song, but that's now a song on my record. And I was just like, man, like, this is like perfect four words. Like, to forgive is to love. You know what I mean? Like. Is that four words, two for you? Is five words. <laughs> I'm gonna get that right. Well, two words to forgive is to love. Yeah. Wait. 
Yeah, wait, what are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. Like, I don't know, as a songwriter, or like, uh, maybe even if you, like, wrote scripts for movies or, or anything, I don't know, when it's like you can hear, like, just a phrase and be like, that resonates deeply. Like, that needs to be... You could go so much further. You could do a whole movie about To Forgive His Love. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... Oh, absolutely. There's probably been about a thousand of those made. Yeah. I actually think that um, probably the Bible is like the biggest piece of literature that's about that. Yeah. Although it seems in our world people have forgotten that that's really the message. Yeah. Um, you know, that forgiveness and love are what it's all about. You know? Yeah. Um, so it's an interesting uh, yeah. concept to come out. No matter where it comes from, it, 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 it speaks yeah. uh, to the human condition, I think. Yeah. Um, so... That's a that's a that's a cool uh, little thing. Uh, thanks for sharing it with us. Do you want to play some songs for us today? Absolutely. Well, we're gonna come right back. We'll be back in a moment. We're gonna have some music from Dakota Mucky right here on Moonshine and Music. Thanks, Dakota, for coming in today. Thank you. Appreciate it. Next week on Moonshine and Music, you're gonna laugh your head off with Jim Holden and my and this crazy interview that happened. And also, he plays some really great music that sounds something like this. Try and contemplate too hard, too hard. Oh yes, you're holding on to love like a loose grenade, but anything is ever gonna come your way. Takes time, takes time. Lost in my path, searching for significance. Lost, I have remained drowning in my ignorance. Oh yeah. They say that knowledge is power, but a strong mind is blissfulness. The world is huge, life is short, but my dreams are infinite. It's my dreams are infinite. School and you be cool. Say, be that that books, don't you be no fool. Brain wide, spray wide. Oh, and what they show you on the news, it is never true. Designed to keep your brain that the feeling blue. Brain wide, spray wide. I say, take the time to evaluate your mind. Like the design come from deep and shine mindful we'll stay mindful oh, people are so bad 
day I just caught up With all the productive how we've been brought up So don't try Don't try They say that knowledge is power But a strong mind is blissfulness The world is huge Life is short But my dreams are It's my dreams are infinite Thank you. 
say Say K.O. straight down to know that we all bleed We all bleed right song and the title track to my last record is called This Is The Music That Heals Your Soul. We are the revolution, a solution, are you with me? You wanna come listen to a broken old gypsy? This is the music that heals your soul. To let it deep down, yes, and touch your soul. We are the revolution, a solution, are you with me? You wanna come listen to a broken old gypsy, see me? Let it deep down as in touch 
your song We on a revolution, a solution, are you with me? You wanna come, listen to a broken old gypsy This is the music, it heals your song Let it deep down, yes, and touch your song We on a revolution, a solution, are you with me? You wanna come, listen to a broken old gypsy, see me Sound turn the music real loud Cause this shit make me better My friends around town Yes we clown about the amount of compound love That is clearly in the weather Yes I awoke oh, a long time ago Now yeah, I realize I got the long, long, long way to go But now yeah, I hold on To this thing that we call But the music Music, yes, it got it, got it, got it. Come, 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 heal my soul. Cause this is the music that heals your soul. And let it deep down, yes, and touch your soul. We are a revolution, a solution. Are you with me? You wanna come listen to a broken old gypsy? This is the music that heals your soul. And let it deep down, yes, and touch your soul. We are a revolution, a solution. Are you with me? You wanna come listen to a broken old gypsy? See me. She can see me
Dakota Mucky. Thank you for rocking out the house as we, uh, you know, tore them up today. I mean, really tearing them up on the Moonshine and Music stage is what this is all about. And I hope you guys all enjoyed the show. Be sure to tune in next week when Jim Holden takes the, the center stage. And uh, you're going to love that episode. I know you will. I've already seen it. I've already lived it as we put it together. But it's, it's excellent. Next week's episode is going to really, really, really rock. So make sure you tune in again and check that out. And check out all of our back episodes. They're all laying out there in a playlist on, uh, on YouTube. And you can see them all. Or you can go to iTunes or Podbean or Spotify and you can hear all the episodes on audio. Uh, they're all in full HD quality, both audio and video, so make sure you hit the HD button so you can hear all that. Subscribe, like, leave us comments, all that grand stuff. And uh, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Moonshine and Music. Moonshine and Music is a presentation of Eat New Media in association with Not Less Entertainment. Producers for today's program are Brandon Lay and Joe Shelton. Be sure to join us next time on Moonshine and Music.